0: talk about is the things that I wish I knew before starting a weight loss journey, before starting a health journey. And I think this is so important because I don't know what your journey's been like, but my journey was like 15 years long, struggling to accept my body, struggling to be happy, struggling to have healthy habits, struggling to have a consistent routine and full of failure after failure after failure, uh, disappointment after disappointment. So if I can help somebody even just skip one of the mistakes that I made or one of the heartbreaks that I went through, then that's a job well done um, in my eyes. So that's what I really want to focus on, talk about what I wish I knew before I had uh, my journey and all the stuff that I went through. So first thing that I wish somebody told me before I started this journey, was that you cannot spot treat fat. This is, so, this is something I wish I knew and I, and I never understood before, but you can't spot treat fat. So what that means is, you can't choose where your body burns fat. Unfortunately, your body will burn fat where it wants to, when it wants to. And the order in which it burns fat is totally genetic. It happens totally on a a genetic level. So some people, when they start to lose weight, they'll lose it in their face first. Some people will lose it in their back first. Some people lose it in their thighs first. It really just depends on your genetics. And the rough part is usually the place we wanna lose the weight the most is the place we lose the weight last. And it's like this sick trick the universe plays on us. But what you can look at it as is a test. It's the universe saying, how badly do you want this? How bad are you going to work, work for this? And so what I wish someone told me was, you can't spot treat. So that would have saved me hours in the gym where I was just doing countless crunches, aggravating my neck. Tons of sit-ups and planks thinking that that was going to shrink and flatten my belly. But really I should have been taking you know, a more balanced approach and realizing it's not necessarily what I do that's the most important it's how long I do it. And my troubled area that I always hated was my belly. I always wanted a flat tummy. I wanted to be proud in a bikini and not go to a beach with a shirt on and come out of the, 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 the water like a creature from the Black Lagoon with it over my face, kind of dying, right? And I wish someone just told that. It would have saved me so many times and so many worthless reps in the gym where it's just a, a, a time thing your body will target that troubled area no matter what. It's not if, it's when. So are you doing something that you can sustain long enough for your body to say, okay, it's time to target there. And I think a lot of people get very, especially women, we get so confused with this concept because everything pretty much that you see in the weight loss and health industry is burn belly fat, tone your arms, right? It's like specific things like, Oh, this is exactly what I want to do. And yes, they're contributing to helping that, right? Like crunches are going to help give me nice defined muscles. But if I still have a layer of fat over my stomach, you'll never see the muscles I worked on in the first place. Right? And so you get even more frustrated because you put in the work and you don't see the results you think you should. So this is uh, something I also wish that I knew because it puts things in perspective and it sets proper expectations. Just because I do a sit-up does not mean I'm closer to a six pack. Just because I do a bicep curl does not mean I'm closer to toned arms. It's, am I doing the right thing and am I gonna stick to it long enough for it to pay off? That is what I wish someone had told me and then I would have exhaled a little bit more. Then I wouldn't have always felt like I was in this rush or this race to get somewhere. Like, oh my god, I have to do this. I have to get this done. And I could actually enjoy the process. And I would, you know, in this specific example, I could do the exercises that I enjoyed. Right? I started to hate ab exercises because they were the only ones that I did because I thought that was great for my stomach. And so I hated to do them because I thought I had to do them. When you start to think you have to do something too much, then we start to develop this negative relationship with it where we kind of get turned off by it and there's an ebb and flow. There's an ebb and flow that we need. So that's the first thing that I wish I knew before I started my weight loss journey, and I want to impart on you ladies. We cannot spot treat, okay? Unfortunately, we can't just zap fat in one area. Your body can absolutely target that area. It's just gonna to totally depend on your genetics. And if you want to know when, right, if you want to like a, a general idea of when your body will target there, think about the order in which you gained the weight. And then just reverse that. And that's where it will come off and in which order it will come off, right? If you put weight on your arms first, right? Then that's kind of where they go and that's the order that it will go, right? Where was the last place you put on weight, right? For me, usually I can gain weight in my stomach first and usually I put weight last on my thighs actually. So the first place to go is gonna be the last place it went, which is my thighs. So my thighs go first, my stomach goes last. So kind of reverse engineer how you gain So That's the first thing. Second thing I wish someone had taught me was how to set proper goals, right? Now, we're generally good at knowing what we want, but we gotta know more than that. We gotta know the specifics. So there's this thing called SMART goals, and this is probably like the bare minimum we need to know to set a proper goal. So SMART goal, S-M-A-R-T, stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely, okay? So anytime you set a goal, even in another area of your life, even in your marriage, your job, a vacation goal, whatever, you have to follow the SMART format. So it needs to be specific. So you need to pick one thing that is your goal in that area, right? So a specific goal is not losing weight. That's very vague, right? Losing 10 pounds is specific. Right? Um, say, I want to lose weight and do 10 push-ups and do a 5K race and do this. That's too much. So you need be specific. One thing, specific result you're looking for, not a vague result. That's the first step. So if, you're, if you've already had that in your mind, you're, you're on the right path. Second thing is the M. So measurable. Your goal needs to be measurable. So how are you tracking your goal? Is it trackable? Are you just saying you want to lose weight? but you don't have a plan in place. Are you not checking it, right? You check your bank account frequently, you gotta check your weight frequently, right? You show up to the doctors frequently, hopefully, <laughs> and then you, and you show up to your workouts frequently. So when a goal needs to be measurable, you can't just say I wanna lose 10 pounds and not have reverse engineered the process to doing that, right? I'm gonna work out, I'm gonna eat healthy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit my steps, I'm gonna attend my coaching calls, listen to these podcasts. How are you measuring and tracking losing that specific goal? Next thing would be actionable. The A is actionable. So actionable meaning, are there clear tasks laid out? So not only is it measurable that you can track like little little wins and, and you can keep track of things and track your progress, but is it actually actionable? What are the specific tasks that will get this outcome, that will get that outcome? So do you have tasks that run into your head, right? So do you have the specifics? How are you measuring if it's a good, if you're on the path or not? And then how are you breaking up the tasks to get there? So that's the the, the A. The R is realistic. So what is your goal? Are we expecting to lose 100 pounds in five days? That's obviously not realistic, right? Are we expecting to run a marathon next week and we we hate running? That's not (laughs) realistic. If we have to come back down to reality, get off the moon and come down to earth, what would that goal be? What is something that you are very highly likely to attain? That's what you choose. We don't choose something that's so outrageous because we're coming from a place of, at least when I was starting, I was coming from a place of just being beat up again and again and again uh, and just really demotivated. So pick something that's realistic and actually you have a very high probability of attaining. Not something that's a 50-50, not something that's a 1% that's very high, like a ninety-nine percent to 100% chance. And then the T in SMART goals would be timely, right? So what is the time frame? you got to put a limit here, right? It can be a quick time frame. It can be a long time frame, um, but it needs to be a time frame. It can't be an open-ended goal. uh, Otherwise, you won't know how to track your progress. You won't know if you're on the right track or not if you don't have these kind of timeline intervals. And you need, a, you need a, an overall arching time frame, right? Start to finish. And then you need little time frames the beginning for little goals, for little victories to keep up motivation. So that's basically how you set goals. That is never how I used to start, um, set goals in the beginning. In the beginning, my goals was, man, I just want to lose my tummy, right? That was my, my very first goal. I want to lose my tummy. Well, I, like, what does that mean? Cool, now what? Right? There's no clear path, there's no measuring of progress, there's no timeline to, to lose the tummy. So this, this is something I wish I really had, that the SMART goal format really helps. And then I also wish somebody sat me down and asked me why I wanted to lose my belly. I was talking to a fit queen a couple weeks ago, and I was asking her for goals, and she was like, well, I want to lose weight, and I was like, cool, awesome. Why do you want to lose weight? And she said, well, I want to lose weight because I want to feel good. I'm like, awesome, feeling good is great, but why do you want to feel great? And she's like, well, I'm not feeling too good right now. I'm not confident. I'm not sitting in clothes like I want to. Sometimes I avoid the mirror or the scale. And I'm like, okay, so we're not feeling good. Why are you not feeling good? What do you want to feel good for? And she says, well, I think I want to feel more sexy. I want to feel more sexy. I miss walking into a room and having people stare, or I miss, I miss walking into a room and having my head high. I was like, cool. Why do you want to feel sexy? And she said, well, I, I, I want to keep the connection alive with my husband. I want to be desirable and I want to feel good. I was like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And why do you want to keep the connection alive with your husband? And she said, well, I don't want to become distant. And then I said, well, what happens if you become distant?" And she said, well, we get a divorce. Ah, so now we my from I want to lose weight.
1: All the way to, I want to prevent a
0: divorce. That's a pretty heavy goal. Which one do you think is going to have more drive and passion and power behind? Which one do you think is going to be strong enough to make you make the right decision in a weak moment? Because if I'm going to a birthday party and I'm having a piece of cake, and my goal is weight loss, well, I can lose weight tomorrow. So I'm going to eat a piece of cake today, right? My, my goal will be there tomorrow. I can just get back on tomorrow. Whereas if my goal is preventing a divorce, well, that can't wait till tomorrow. I think I'll be, I'll think I'll be able to have a little extra power to say no to the cake today kind of thing. So that's what I wish someone did. They talked me about smart goals so I knew exactly what I was working towards. And then I wish I knew why I was working towards it. So any goal you have, ladies, I want you to go down the rabbit hole of why's. So say it and then say, why do I want it? And then go, why, 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 why? And find out how deep it goes to your real, real why. That's the real motivator. That's the one that will be the strongest thing that gives you the most energy and willpower and passion throughout your week. And it's nice to always remind that because losing weight, if we just leave it there, it's not as, it's not as powerful. It's not this life or death thing. It's something we can come in and out of. And we're losing weight for an important, important reason, whatever that one is for you. You need to know that reason so we can stay strong through this crazy roller coaster journey. And I wish someone took me on my rabbit hole like that before I even started, because it would have stopped me from having to restart so many times. Because usually the thing that used to throw me off was I'll start next Monday. Was the queen is starting next Monday there were hundreds and hundreds of Mondays that I said I was gonna start and I never did who can relate to that hundreds of Mondays came and went and it was because I slipped up and I said screw it next Monday I'm having fun next Monday my why didn't resonate with me enough so that's what I also wish that I knew and then the last thing that I wish I knew before I started my journey was that your weight is a symptom. You know, we gained this weight for a reason. It didn't just happen and we don't know why and we don't know what happened. It happened for a reason because of something or because something was missing. And so we gain weight because it's a side effect of a different problem. And what I wish somebody told me was, don't focus on the weight focus on fixing the problem and the weight literally will melt away and you don't even have to think about it, right? So some reasons that we gain the weight could be my work was stressful. Uh, I, I don't know how to stick up for myself and say no. I don't have the character trait of being disciplined, right? These are all examples of different things that could have caused the weight gain, right? And those are the problems you need to work on. If you lose weight and you haven't mastered the character trait of discipline, are we going to keep it off? Like, hello, how can we keep weight off if we're not disciplined? And if that's where we're lacking, well, you better double down on the discipline and not worry about the weight loss because the weight loss will come. And the weight loss is exciting. And a weight loss should be a measuring tool to say, ha, I am getting more disciplined. Or, ha, I am learning how to stick up for myself more. That's why that... That's why that number can create so much emotion in you, right, because we get excited when it's good and we get upset when it's bad. And it's because of a deeper meaning to that number to you, but we've never really, we've never dived deep enough so you know why those emotions are so intense just from a number on the scale. It's because of what it means to you subconsciously. It means that you've changed or you haven't changed. It means that you're focusing your attention in the right place. Or you're gonna be stuck in the same place. So I wish someone told me that your weight is a side effect. What are we missing here? What are we missing? And I was stuck in my cycle again and again, month after month. January rolled around and I was super pumped. I lost weight through maybe the first half of the year, then I plateau, and then the last half of the year with all the holiday, then date it back. So January 1st to December 31st, I was almost always the exact same weight if not heavier. Although I put in all this effort in the middle of those months, I put a ton of effort in, and I had nothing to show for it. I didn't put my effort in the right place. Who can relate to that? Wasted effort. We put it in the wrong place. Now, of course, there's no such thing as wasted effort because you can always learn from things. But, what, but in the moment, it really does feel like wasted effort, like why did I even try? And that's a feeling you of course want to avoid because it's not going to push you to keep going no way especially if it's the 15th time it's happened right so i just wish someone had sat me down and say this is where your attention should go and watch this other area watch that symptom go away because it's like it's like stepping on a nail and then screaming out in pain and then desperately scrambling to get rid of the pain and doing everything you can to get rid of the pain, except actually pulling the nail out. Right? The pills, the potions, maybe the injections, we're trying everything to get rid of this pain. What's wrong? I can't get rid of it, uh, Have you tried just pulling the nail out. There's a nail sticking in you somewhere that you, that's causing you pain, that's causing discomfort, that's causing you to keep repeating bad habits or bad thought patterns. There's a nail sticking out of you somewhere that you're not simply focusing on and pulling out. You're trying to get rid of the pain, the symptom and the side effect, instead of finding the root cause. Same thing with your weight. It's the side effect. Where's the nail? You got to search for that nail. That's the one, I think that's the most important one I wish I knew. Where's the nail? Every day you can wake up. Where's my nail? And you know, we can search for it and we can think we find it. And then there's kind of always a new nail that pops up or a new understanding of what that male really is. It's layers, there's layers behind it, really, really is. You know, and and, and, and I say this often, because it still blows my mind, there's a a pretty significant amount of fit queens who join us and then end up breaking up with their spouse or divorcing their spouse because they realize their spouse is not supportive and it does not align with the new them they wanna become. And then on the other side, of, of the spectrum there's so many fit queens who have the best marriage ever after fit queen because now they've inspired their spouse To be better to do better to evolve to find their nails It's crazy Sometimes the nails are the spouse Sometimes you can help your spouse pull out their own nails And, it's, and that's just one layer where we don't even think to go. I remember this. I told the story a while ago but I remember I was having this um, call with a potential fit queen and she was talking about, um, you know, I always, I always poke at different areas of the life. So I really want to get a full picture of how we ended up here. And I went into the marriage and I was like, how's the marriage, is that getting affected? You know, are you getting less intimate? Do you find you hide your body? You know, are you uncomfortable? Do you not feel sexy? Does the other person not find you desirable as much? You know, we're poking, poking. And she, there was no issues. She's like, nope, my husband's supportive. We we're, you know, he's he's here for me, we love each other, we have a good time, no issues. I was like, okay, cool, moving on, right? Thinking nothing of it. Three months later, she reaches back out, and guess what she tells me? I'm in the process of getting a divorce. What? She found her nail real quick. She didn't even know it was there. And we brought attention to it in three months. Absolutely crazy. Now, I'm not saying that your spouse is your nail. I'm just saying the nail is a big thing. Divorce is a big freaking thing. There's something the equivalent to that, that extent, that heaviness, that importance. There's an equivalent in your life, something like that. Something that big of a deal. Something that drastic. Something that carries that much weight. Where is it? and what have you been been disguising it as? Or how have you been avoiding it? So those are the three, pretty much the three big things I wish someone sat me down before I started and just shook me and told me and shook it into me. Uh, Number one, you can't spot treat, so stop wasting your time with what you're doing and make sure you can just keep doing it. Number two, Set your goals properly so you need smart goals to begin with, and then you need to go down the rabbit hole of why are we even wanting those goals. And then, step number three or thing number three was you know, your weight is a side effect. Find the actual problem, and your weight problems are gone. Find the nail.